you're visiting, again, just want to welcome you. My name is Antley Fowler. I'm the leader of the church. And uh, that in itself might take a little while for you to process. But uh, we, we are just so glad that you are with us today. Um, not because we have it all together. There are a tremendous amount of great churches in Jacksonville. But, um, you know, today we're going to do something that goes beyond the boundaries of River City Church. Whenever we baptize someone, we're not baptizing them into River City Church. We're baptizing them into the kingdom of God. And so as representatives of other churches, it's, it's very appropriate that you're here and that you're representing the greater body of Christ in Jacksonville, and, and we're very uh, thankful that you're here. Um, you know, one of our desires as River City Church is to, uh, we, we say that we're religion-free, and, and that certainly doesn't mean we're Jesus-free. We hope that that's not what you've thought when you've read that or you've, if you looked into us a little bit. But it's, we just believe that, you know, our desire is to take away all the extras that the church has added over the years uh, that people have to participate in or clothes that they have to wear or things that they have to do to come into a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so uh, everything you see um, is a representation of that. And, and if that's confusing to you or if that bothers you, no, we're sorry for that, but you're just going to have to get over it, okay? Um, and uh, we hope that you have a living encounter with Jesus Christ. Again, we believe we serve a living God who is active, who is present, whose desire is to make a difference in life. And, um, and, and therefore, uh, there are no rules, there are no regulations in Christianity. We, don't believe, we believe that Jesus came, he fulfilled the law, and that he took away all the rules. He doesn't love us anymore if we're baptized today. He doesn't love you anymore for coming to church today. He doesn't love you anymore if you're as sharp and dressed up as Scott Riley is, wherever he is, comparatively to me, because he loves us the same. He loves us as we are, he loves us the way we are, and he is so excited that we are with him Today, worshiping him in his presence, and nothing we can do can add to that, and nothing we can do can take away from that reality of how he feels towards you. And so that, all of that theology is wrapped up in who we are at River City Church, that we just kind of come as we are, we don't put barriers in front of people to experience God, and hope more than anything that we don't get in the way of people knowing Jesus, experiencing Jesus in a real way, just because life is too messy, life is too hard. And life is too painful to come and play church, to put on masks and pretend that everything's okay. Because we know that it's not. We know that it's not. We know that word on the street is that if you're jacked up, go to River City Church. <laughs> or the other quote is, screwed up people, go to River City Church. And we're just fine with that. We're, we're okay with that kind of you know, identity marker that people have given us. Because we believe that everyone's messed up. And, and that's why we need Jesus. That's why we need Jesus. So if you're here today and you're wondering, man, I really don't fit into this church. Well, you do. You just don't realize it. <laughs> but again, we are, we are so glad that you're here. All of that was just an introduction into uh, making things normal for you so that you can celebrate what God's going to do. Um, and so, uh, you know, I just got back from London. I want to thank you for uh, sending me there. I was speaking at um, a conference. Of, it was just huge. It was massive. I'm an international speaker now. I'm feeling pretty excited about that. Very excited about that. You can go listen to my talks, but you've heard them all. But they're on St. Mary's website. Um, but they're the, the, cha- the church that planted us, uh, Central London, um, has had a tremendous uh, impact on who we are, our identity. And we, we go to refresh every year to, to kind of come back and to see and what God's blessing, what he's doing there. And also 
to bring that back here. And uh, Sally, one of their kind of core employees, is with us. Where's Sally? Is she here? Yeah. She's right there. And she's visiting. That's really the reason we had a combined service. And she's going to go back and like, it's huge. The church is heaving. It's like massive people. It's chaos everywhere. It was amazing. We did plan this around that. But um, she doesn't know that. But, uh, but we, we are just real excited to be a part. We're a part of a larger network of churches. And, and again, I'm saying all this about who we are because we, we understand and realize that we're unlike any other church in Jacksonville. That there are things that God is doing at River City Church, and that God will do through River City Church that is unique to who we are. I mean, whenever we began River City Church, we said, why in the world would God want another? There's 1,500 churches in Jacksonville. And we just felt real clearly that there must be something that God wants to do through us that he's not doing anywhere else. And, And our desire as a church is to figure out what that is. What does that look like? Who are the people we're called to reach? You know, what is our slice of the pie? And so, the flavor of River City Church, who we are, the way we do band, the way we do worship, the way we do baptism, all is an effort to kind of figure out who God's desire, what his desire for us to be as a church. And that's relevant because as we baptize people and they choose to stay with River City Church, where's our candidates? As we baptize you and you choose to stay with River City Church, one of the things that you're choosing is to be a part of that identity, to be a part of, of that call that God has placed on us, who we are, what we do what we smell like, what we look like, you know, everything about us, you're choosing to be a part of. And as members, you're choosing to be a part of that identity as well. You know, we've been so blessed for the last, we've been around for about two and a half years, and there's lots of things that we could point to as a church and say, wow, you know, look what God has done. You know, our numbers have increased from 30 to, you know, we average about whatever, it doesn't matter. You know, a lot, more than 30 every weekend. And, uh, and uh, you know, and, and, and look at that, how the staff's grown. You know, we're up to, you know, 18 full-time staff. Look at the life course, how the life course has grown. Look at the mission trips we've been on. Look at the budget, how it's grown beautifully over the last two and a half years. Um, but, all, you know, look at the diversity of our church, the different kinds of people that worship, the different kinds of things that God has, all of those things we could point to and say, wow, God, you're great, and so are we. I mean, we really could. We really could. But from the beginning, we said that the only measuring stick that we are going to use for success is transformed lives. How many times have you said, heard me say that? That as a church, our, we have one purpose, we have one desire, and that is to transform life. That, is, that means bring people from the darkest, deadliest people in despair to light and bring them into the kingdom. But it also means for people who have be, been beat up chewed up and spit out by the church who are wounded and hurt, giving them opportunity to come and know Jesus in a new way, in a fresh way, in a way that they haven't experienced before. And so all of that is wrapped up in the idea that we want to be a church that transforms lives. You know, and today we get to celebrate um, as a church that God is using us to transform lives because we, we get to see it. We get to see it with our own eyes. We get to see what God is doing in a very tangible way. And baptism is a public declaration that God has transformed your life. I've talked to this to all the candidates. We've had, you know, conversations about this. You know, why do you want to get baptized? Wrong reason. Eh, you know, this is the reason. Is we're celebrating today that God has transformed your life. That you were leading your life, and now he is. That you were, you were relying on your own means, your own, you know, trying to make it, do it yourself. You know, you failed, you screwed up, and guess what? Well, Jesus 
can turn it around for you. And that's, and that's really what our desire is today. And that's what baptism is. You know, we get to celebrate as a family what God has done in their life. You know, that's why that we, we shout and we cheer when someone comes out of the water. I'll give you the, you know, the lowdown and all that whenever it's time for the actual baptism stuff. But the reason that we shout and we cheer is not because Antley's managed to not drown somebody, but it's because we're celebrating people dying who have died to themselves and they've risen in Christ. They've risen in Christ. You know, baptism is not symbolic of the washing away of sins. It's not. The reason we baptize is that it's a symbol. It's something, it's a declaration of the death that Jesus has done and the resurrection and the life that he brings. And we, we go under and we die to that. And then we are risen with him in life. So when we come out of water, we're, we're acknowledging, we're celebrating, I am a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. You know, and similar to infant baptism, uh, we're, we're coming as their church family. So if you are a member of University Church, there's, a, there's kind of a, you know, there's an extra clause that you're, you're going to sign on today in the Spirit. You know, you don't realize that, but as you are cheering and you're plotting and you're reading the words on the little piece of paper that's in your thing, you're saying, we, uh, we are going to be a part of creating the best environment for you to know Jesus, for you to grow, for your gifts to be discovered, and for you to be empowered. That's how transformation happens is that you discover what your gifts are, the church empowers you to operate in those gifts, and then we just explode. We explode here as gifts are being poured out, and we explode beyond these walls as you come into realizing who who you are. And so you benefit, candidates. You know, Jack, as much as you don't want to admit it, you know, you need us. You just need us. You know you need your little Lindsay you just got married to, and that's all good. But you need us too. You need us. Each one of the candidates is going to come into a realization, understanding today that they need the church. But the other thing that happens is that the church realizes today that we need them. We need them. We need Jack and Liz and Brooke and all the other candidates. We need them to be a part of our church because who God's created for us to be can only be fully realized as they come into our body and begin to use their gifts. As they come into our church, use their gifts, we bring a pleasure to God individually in worship, I mean, corporately as a church, in worship that we couldn't do if they weren't here. And so the church needs them. You're valuable. It's the place where our identity is discovered so that our identity can be released in the church, so the church can be who God's made the church to be. We have a number of ministries that just have started as a result of people who have come into our church, they've discovered what God wants for them, they come and meet with us, and we tell them you can't ask for money, but we will empower you to go for this. You have to invest your time, invest your life, what do you need from us, and we want to help get this thing going. You know, one of them looks like it might lead to a church plant that we've, we've, we're going to visit Hawaii. It's rough. It's rough being a pastor, but I'm going to Hawaii to, to visit, you know, because of somebody in our church who God planted a seed to start a ministry, a local surf ministry. We empowered, we went for it. It didn't work out locally, but they, in the meantime, met these people from Hawaii. They went and visited, and there's a group of like 40 people that meet on a weekly basis. They have no church. There is not, a lot of the churches there are very legalistic, very condemning, and the surf population, that doesn't go very far, and, uh, and there's not anybody doing church like we are. And so we're going over there to visit a small team of us just to see what the potential is. So out of this person's desire to use their gifts, 
we might plant a church. We might be able to bring that into fruition. And they're just a normal guy, just a normal person who works in the secular world who's being obedient to what God's revealing to, to, to them as their gifts are coming, being discovered. The more transformed lives we gather into this building, the more transformed lives we gather into the church, the more we reflect who God is to the world. The, the greater our diversity, the more we reflect who God is to the world. The more we are able to bring his kingdom into places that it would never go. It's why numbers are important. It's why we want to be a big, fat, happy bride for Jesus to come back and see. Because numbers are important. Numbers are very important. The more people we have, the better we are able to bring the kingdom of God to bear, not only on the lives of our families, but more importantly, in the lives of the families and the community outside of us. You know, yesterday, um, I've been driving. Paul and Lex's car broke down, and it's in the shop, and so I let him borrow my ex there because I'm a servant leader, and I love them, and, and it makes me look good. But anyway, um, but I borrow, Todd has this Land Cruiser. It's not a Jeep. It's a Land Cruiser. Huh? It's like a kicktail. I mean, it looks like if Antley gets mad at me, he can just run me over in this thing, and I might, so just don't make me mad. But anyway... It's this big green machine. It's awesome. It doesn't have power steering. That's why my muscles have gotten so big from turning it. You might be wondering, ladies, that's what's happened here. But, um, but you know, it's also a clunker to some degree. You end up smelling like gasoline when you get out of it. There's no top or anything on it. And people keep coming. It's like, you're so brown. I've been driving the Jeep around in the sun. That's why. I'm not laying out at the beach. It's because I've been driving that flipping Jeep around. I love, I love that Land Cruiser. I love it. It's not a Jeep. Anyway, um, so I have to go, Laura's doing an errand, I have to go pick up Grace over at her second home, the Harmon's house, so I'm driving over there, I only got the Jeep, all right, here we go, and I go over there, I pick up Grace, and Grace is sitting in the back of this Jeep, and I mean, and she's like seat belted in, I got bungee cords around her everywhere, and, and we're driving home, and I'm like, well, I'm just going to kind of cut through the neighborhood, and I live in a nice part of Avondale, and I'm driving, and I recognize one of my neighbors, who's talking to some of the other neighbors on another street that don't know who I am. But I know this one neighbor. So I'm like driving by in the clunker, you know, this big thing with my daughter strapped in the back, which might be illegal. And, and I kind of wave to him. And he's like, yeah, hey. You know, he's like... <laughs> he's like, I, I kinda, I'm going to wave like they, the people I'm with hopefully won't think that I really know you and it's a courtesy wave. And, uh, and I remember thinking, like, that was awesome. I like that. I like doing that. Just kind of stretching the neighborhood a little bit. But, um, you know, one of the things I love about River City Church is there's none of that. There's none of that. Everybody gets to play. Everybody has value. Everybody has gifts. Everyone's identity, as unique or as jacked up as you are, brings something powerful to who we are as River City Church. All of you candidates... Your desire to be baptized into the kingdom of God and work out your salvation in River City Church as the leader of the church causes me to question how does their involvement reflect God's kingdom in a way that I need to pay attention, that I need to be aware of. It's so important for us to understand that because 14, over 14 million people in our country have chosen to, re, to step out of church because they feel like it's irrelevant and it's not important. Some things about baptism. It does not save. No one's going to get saved today as they're baptized. 
Jesus isn't going to love anymore, anyone anymore today when they come out of the water. Baptism doesn't change a person or save a person any more than you jumping in that pool would make you a fish. Just won't happen. It doesn't do it. It's that, it's just, that's not what we're doing today. Baptism, again, is a public declaration of what God has done on the inside. What the Holy Spirit has done on the inside, we are going to proclaim and show you on the outside. And we do this so that we'll remember, so that the individual will remember, the church will remember, and the unbelieving people here will remember what God has done. And why, why, is, it, why is it important to do this so that we remember? Because we forget. We forget. When you read the Old Testament, you read the nation of Israel, what was their big problem? Well, they kept drifting away from God. Why? Because they forgot what he did for them. And so as individuals, there's going to be times that you're baptized, uh, that after you're baptized, and you're going to, be, you're going to mess up. You're going to get it wrong. You're going to hurt people. You're going to turn your back on Jesus at times. And one of the things that baptism will serve to do is you'll remember, oh, wait, 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 whoa, I know I just did a horrific thing, but that doesn't change my place in God's kingdom. That doesn't change my identity as a child of Jesus Christ. That's so important. And so for you individuals, it's a place for you to remember a time, an event, where I can stake down a flag and say, I remember that my identity is grounded in Jesus Christ. I've risen with him into life. And as a church, we remember as well, don't we? So when they screw up, not so that we can remind them and if necessary, discipline them, but so that we won't judge and condemn them. We remember who they belong to so we will treat them as we would any child of God. We will treat them without judgment, without condemnation, not things that our Father uses to get us to follow him. Love, grace, mercy. These are the things that God uses. And so as a church, we're reminded they're God's child. Their identity is in Christ. And so as eyes approach them and their brokenness, it will be to love and to bring grace and mercy, not judgment, not condemnation.